1: Thank you for your presence today. During his earthly ministry, Jesus said, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. That truth is as relevant today as it was then. If we had the mind of Christ, everything we think, say, or do would be fueled by the Spirit of God. Instead, Christians and non-Christians alike are often focused on worldly pleasures. The evidence is clear. Our emphasis is devastatingly derailed. Thus, Everything God made perfect for us is broken. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander gets us back on track.
2: Have your Bibles. Turn with us to Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. And there you'll find these words. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest." And from this message I want to preach this morning, where are the laborers? Where are the laborers? As we look around at the condition of the world, and even more so the condition of America, uh, many are bewildered. There are many around us who are distressed. There are so many who are living in confusion. You'd be surprised how lonely people really are. Lonely. And, and, and they're they're around you even this morning. And this service is, is even being used to lift that spirit of loneliness. There are others in our midst. They're, they're in a crisis, a broken marriage, separation, divorce, people who are depressed. I've never seen so many depressed people in all the days of my ministry, it seems like the closer we get to the coming of Christ, the more depression is, is ruling and reigning, and people are just out of it. They're just almost numified with depression. Suicidal tendencies are just ep- epidemic proportion. Then you have the homeless, those who are in nursing homes. The prisons are just packed with inmates, there are so many Christians and non-Christians alike who are struggling with all kinds of addictions, while others are being consumed with technology, virtual fantasies, and entertainment. There are many who live in pursuit of popularity, power, and self-gratification, and the pleasures of this world, just to name a few. Satan knows his time is short, and he's making an all-out assault against Christians. He's making an all-out assault against the family. He's tearing the families apart, ripping them apart. So goes the family, so goes the church, so goes the church, so goes the country, so goes the country, so goes the world. If there is ever a time when God's children needs to rise up and be salt and light, dispensing the gospel to this dark and decadent world in which we live is right now. Our Lord is calling all of us to be workers in his vineyard to meet the needs of people who desperately need the Lord. As I move around, whether I'm out of town, in town, out of the country, I see people who are in great need of the Lord. The Lord desires to use our eyes to see the needs of people. He wants to use our hands to embrace the hurting, the grieving, and those who are in pain. You'd be surprised at those those who are around you by radio, television, sitting right here in this congregation, they have all kind of pain that they're experiencing, emotional pain, physical pain. I mean, they're just overwhelmed with all kinds of pain. They're tired of hurting. The Lord desires to use your feet to go wherever he wants you to go. But the question is, will you rise up and work for Christ today? The passage breakdown goes something like this. Verse 35a is the mission of the Savior. Verses 35b through 36 is the compassion of the Savior. Verse 37 is the observation of the Savior. And verse 38 is the invitation to pray for labors by the Savior. I said a little too fast, I'll slow down so that you can get it uh, in case you didn't. Passage breakdown, verse 35a is what? The mission of the Savior. Verses 35b through 36 is the compassion of the Savior. Verse 37 is the observation of the Savior. And then verse 38 is the invitation to pray for laborers by the Savior. I sure hope you're writing these things down because truth is worth writing down and you don't know how God is going to use this message in your life. Do not let truth pass you by. Let's look at verse 35a, the mission of the Savior, the mission of the the Savior. The scripture says, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Now, Jesus not only taught in the synagogues, but he also preached the gospel of the kingdom as he traveled around in and to various cities and villages. There's a difference between teaching and preaching the scriptures. Teaching explains and expounds the scripture. Teaching has to do with content, substance. You see, teaching also... It's giving instructions of biblical truth as it relates to the Bible for the purpose of personal application and spiritual maturity. That's why we want to be a Bible teaching church so that we can educate the people of God in the things of God, the word of God to the glory of God, applying truth so that we can see transformation and spiritual uh, maturity amidst God's people. Whereas preaching contains instruction, there is instructions embedded in preaching. But it is primarily proclamation of what the listeners must hear and to which they must respond. Now, preaching is to herald the proclamation of divine truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is preaching is to herald Herald, it is to herald, proclaim the truth, the divine truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, who has come to save humanity from our sins. Jesus never wavered in his mission from his heavenly father. He knew the purpose for which he was sent, because the scripture says in Luke 1910, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, you know something, my friends, Jesus never wasted time because he knew his time on earth was short. Beloved, like Jesus, are you ever so aware that your time like Jesus is short as well? I, I think that's why people, uh, many in the church are so slow, so many slow movers, so many apathetic movers, so many procrastinators, because we don't have a sense of awareness of just how short our time on earth really is. If you are, then you will start laboring for Christ today. Sadly, many churches today have great, Huge worship celebrations, great ministries within the church, but very little outreach ministry that reaches people in the communities, that reaches people in the nation and even the world in which we live. Beloved, is your ministry only restricted to your family? Now, there's nothing wrong with having a house church. Uh, and you have a lot of churches meeting in homes but uh, but sometimes that can that can transform to some into something that's not a church at all uh, where there listen at this where there is truth there should be growth. You, where there is light there should be growth. You say, well, I, I, it's my family and my Uncle Joe and Aunt Sue, and we're going to start our own church in our own house. Well, now, five years later, it all not just be Uncle Joe and Sue <laughs> it, 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 in your house, and y'all just sipping tea, talking about the cowboys, and add a little gospel scripture to it. You see, so every, every, every meeting in the house is not a church meeting. Why don't you say Amen. Because if it's really the church, the church ought to be growing. I declare today that there are many folk that don't want the church to grow. That's why they run them away. You see, beloved, is your ministry only restricted to your family, circle of friends, and with the confinement of the house of God? If so, you need to do some serious soul searching and ask the Lord to burden your heart for people outside your family. Your ministry need to go outside of your circle of friends. And your ministry need to go outside the walls of this sanctuary. People need the Lord and God has commissioned you and I to take the gospel of Christ to lost sinners. But where are the laborers? When the scripture says in verse 35, a look at that. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages Many times you read over passages and phrases and don't think anything of them. Then Jesus went about all the cities and all the villages. His ministry was not restricted to the walls of the synagogue, which the synagogues were were a gathering place of Jewish worship. It was a place where the teaching of the scriptures and the Torah was taught and it was a place of prayer. Jesus went to where the people were to preach and teach the gospel, and he didn't keep his ministry exclusively within the walls of the synagogue. He went outside of the church to spread the gospel
1: of Jesus Christ. The universal church is commanded to seek the unsaved. No person, no place, no situation, no betrayal. No threat of physical harm was off limits to Jesus as he journeyed from place to place during his ministry to seek and save the lost. God expects no less from us. The Bible tells us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, we are to acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths. Our omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God will equip us with everything we need to obediently carry out his will.
2: I want to say something based on that phrase I've just read to you. Uh, First of all, we must not expect the unsaved to just get up and come to church. This is not typical of unbelievers. Like Jesus, we must go where they are to share Christ with them and then invite them to come to the Lord's house. Even pick them up if necessary to worship with the assembly of believers on the Lord's day. Verse 35, I'm hanging on that. Verse 35, a says, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching. What was he doing? Teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom in the synagogue, cities and villages. Secondly, when it comes to evangelizing the laws, there was no place that was off limits where Jesus would not travel. There was no place that was off limits where Jesus would not travel. We must follow the example of our Savior. We must share the gospel with all people regardless of their origin, regardless of where they're from. We should share the gospel with people regardless of their ethnicity, background, status, regardless of whether they are poor, middle class, or wealthy. Wealthy folk need Jesus just like poor folk need Jesus. Black folk need Jesus. Hispanic folk need Jesus. Asians need Jesus. Japanese need Jesus. Rome, Russians need Jesus. Europeans need Jesus. Americans need Jesus. All folk need the Lord. They need the Lord if they don't know they need the Lord. Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. In Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The gospel is a global gospel. The gospel is to go past your family. It is to go past your peers. It is to go past your circle of friends. It is to go past the city, past the state, past the nation, All over the world, it is a global gospel to the glory of Almighty God. When we, uh, for those who are going to heaven because you trusted Jesus Christ alone by faith through, by faith through grace, do you not know when you get to heaven, there are going to be people around that throne from every tribe, every nation, every tongue, and we're going to be around that throne rejoicing and glorifying and singing and praising and worshiping a God. Saying hallelujah to the Lamb of God. On this same verse, we must not be afraid to go where the Lord sends us. We must not be afraid to go where the Lord sends us. Serving the Lord is an adventure. You you say, well, I'm bored. Oh, If you're bored, I know how to remove the boredom. Start serving God. I I declare today you, you will not be bored. My wife and I, we are not bored. That is the father's thing. Our issue is just slowing down. It's settling down. But, but we are not bored. When, you, when, you, when your life is consumed with God and his work and his mission, who's bored? Who's bored? Now, if you're sitting there watching the view, you're going to be bored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see why you bored. That gets old. You watching the media, the headline. You gonna be bored. Life is more than news, the view, and talk show. Talk show. Another talk show. The kingdom is not about talk. says scripture. We must not be afraid to go where the Lord sends us. Serving the Lord is an adventure. He may send us to do ministry in a small town. He may send you to do ministry in a large city, a small church. He may send you to a large church, a traditional church, a non-traditional church, a denominational church, a non-denominational church. He may also send us where it is extremely hot or extremely cold. He may even send you to a a foreign country. Now, some of you are afraid to say, God, here I am, send me. Now, you know, I can tell you right now why some of you are afraid to say that, because he may tell you to do something you don't want to do. He may he may say I want you to go somewhere that you don't want to go. I love Isaiah 6:8. Isaiah 6:8. It says, "Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, "Whom shall I send, and who will go for us?" Who's the us? The Trinity. at the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. See the triune God in right here. Who will go for us? Look at Isaiah then I said, "Here am I, sin me? Can can you say that today? Some of y'all are too scary, 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 scary. I don't want the God. I, I don't, he might tell me to go. You know, when you love God, wherever He wants you to go, you'll go." Whatever he wants you to say, you'll say. Whatever he wants you to do, you'll do. And whatever he wants you to be, you will be. And you know what? Anytime you obey God, God will bless you in ways you can't imagine simply because you obey, obeyed him. Let me tell you something. Let, repeat that for me. God, God. Blesses, blesses obedience. Say it again. God, God blesses, blesses. Obedience. obedience. My wife and I are so blessed. We bless because we're obeying God. Amen. Hey, you want to get blessed? Start obeying him. Amen. Amen. He'll make you look good when you're broke. <laughs> That's right. Folks try to hurt you. They help you. They try, they try to stab you in the back. They end up blessing you. That's right. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow death, I feel no evil, for thou art with me. That's right. You, you, that's right. Your enemies that try to think they, they hurt you and they end up helping you. They can't, you, listen, when you, the devil and all his demons and your worst enemy can't stop you from advancing when your heart is right with God. Did y'all hear what I just said? And I'm going to tell you, let, me, let me throw this in for extra. When you begin to obey God, should, should you mess up, uh, have a slip or fall or whatever that is, and God knows your heart is right toward him, he will even take your blunders and your failures and work them out for his glory and your good. God knows how to even clean up your mess when your heart is right. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He knows how to restore what the locusts have eaten and still and folk think it's over. He's down and out. They're counting. They're counting down. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And you up. You're not down. You can't keep a child of God down when he loves God and living holy before God. God knows how to clean up your mess. And folks are wondering, now, how did he get back up? I thought the devil had him. No, the devil didn't get him. Because God knew the heart. God knows what you don't know. And just and, and let me tell you something. God, I, I'm trying to get further. Just because you get through with folk, uh-huh, it is, it's over, don't mean God's through with them. That's right. Because God sees way down the line. And by the way, be careful how you treat people. <laughs> that same person you mistreat, <laughs> you might have to walk in their office for a job. <laughs> A promotions, a certification. You never know how you're gonna run into to, to folk. All I'm saying, you say, Wait, where is that going? Be careful how you treat people, how you act around them, because you really don't know who's who. Huh? You really don't know. Young folk, be careful. Be don't burn your bridges. Watch how you leave home. Watch how that's right. Even if you've been on a job, I don't care if you've been there five months, watch how you leave. Watch how you leave. Don't leave anything disrespectfully. Leave with honor. Leave with integrity. Leave. Listen, when you leave the house, don't just leave that house. Tell your mama you're gone. Tell your daddy you gone. Tell them where you're going. If you're real good, you tell them when you're coming back. That's right. Because you never know how you might have to come back to that house. You never know where life will find you. Now, I don't know why I went all that way, but somebody needed it. It's somebody right here in this section. (laughs) Here Here am I. Send me. Here I am, God. I'm not here but a little while anyhow. I'm going to die. You already told me I'm not going to be here long. I may as well make it count. I'm going to make it count. The scripture says in verse 35 that Jesus went about teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus did not allow anything to distract from his ministry and teaching his ministry of teaching and preaching. Regrettably, in many of our churches today, biblical Christ-centered preaching has been replaced with entertainment, praise and worship, fellowship, and a whole lot of religious activities. Long, 45 minutes, they jumping and praising and worshiping God and jumping energy. And then they get, when the preaching time comes, they get tired and they sleep and they chew gum and they get on the internet from the church. Second Timothy, some of y'all texting in here now, and you, your mind, that's why you need the Bible, so you won't have these pop-ups. <laughs> won't y'all say amen. amen? You know, all these ads and stuff coming in that technology. I've never seen a pop-up in the scriptures, in the pages. I've not seen one pop-up, not one ad. One ad. That's why you need to bring a book, so you won't get all the distractions. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. Second Timothy four, 2 Timothy 4.2 says, preach the word. That's what the church, is lack, the church is lacking for that now. People want music and entertainment and thrills.
1: Preach the word,
2: says Second Timothy four, 2 Timothy 4.2. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all lonesome su- suffering and with teaching. You see, uh, verse, verses 35b through 36 Verse 35 B through 36 is the compassion of the Savior, the compassion of the Savior and healing every sickness and disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Now, Jesus was a compassionate Savior. If you want to know what compassion is, look at Jesus. He epitomizes compassion. To be compassionate is to be moved inwardly and possess tender mercy. Uh, to be compassionate is to be affectionate toward others. To have pity on those who are downtrodden, hurting, in pain, grieving. To have empathy for the needs of others. Isaiah 49 13 says, Sing, O heavens, be joyful, O earth, and break out in singing, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people, I love this phrase, and will have mercy on his
1: afflicted. The Bible tells us to fear not, for God is with us. Be not dismayed, for he is our God. He will strengthen us. He will help us. He will uphold us with the right hand of his righteousness. We must not be afraid, nor ashamed, nor slothful. We must be bold. We must be willing. We must be filled with the Holy Spirit. God is able and He won't fail. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas or call us at 210-821-5683.